Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, big book study. My name is Sally A. from South Jersey, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, June 11, 2015. Today we are reading from the AA Big Book, and we will begin reading on page 89, the first paragraph beginning with practical experience shows through two paragraphs ending with the bright spot of our lives. The first paragraph for context only, and we will focus all comments on the second paragraph. Today's readers are, for the 12 steps, Janice M., the 12 traditions, Amy W., and our readers will be Deanna B., Deborah R., Deborah R., and Hoodie R. The share ID for Wednesday, June 10th, 2015 is 7721, and our newcomer greeter will be Devorah S. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. OA's fifth tradition, I'm sorry, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Janice M. to read the OA 12 steps. Janice? Yes. Good morning to you, Sally A., and everyone on the line. My name is Janice M. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, 
having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Janice. I will now ask Annie W. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, everyone. Amy W., compulsive overeater from California. Uh, The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, less promise, less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those, to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public uh, relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to do service, and I pass. Thank you, Amy W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 89, beginning with the first paragraph and starting with Practical Experience Shows. Reading two paragraphs, the first one for context only, please. Read through the next paragraph and end with The Bright Spot of Our Lives. I will ask Deanna B., to get us started. 
Thank you, Sally, and thank you for your service. My name is Deanna B., a grateful, recovered, compulsive reader from Chicago. Practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intense work with other alcoholics. It works when other activities fail. This is our 12th suggestion. Carry this message to other alcoholics. You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. Remember, they are very ill. Life will take on new meaning. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends, this is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. That's so true in these uh, this second paragraph that life has taken on new meaning for me, especially since I've been in a vision. I had been away from OA too long when I came back about, I don't know, about a year ago. And immediately before I even took the fourth and fifth, it was suggested when I was struggling and uh, I was walked through the 10th step and at the end, the turnaround to call a newcomer. And for me, that just felt so good because I was. it was suggested, don't talk about yourself, help them. And it got me out of myself every time that I talked to a newcomer uh, and I take down the numbers and call them. Uh, and sometimes I get a call back, sometimes I don't, sometimes they're there. Just the act of doing that just is very rewarding, getting me out of me. Uh, My experience with uh, sponsoring since I've been in a vision has been, I would have said unsuccessful, but I believe it's been very successful because I've learned lessons from everyone, whether they relapsed, and had to go back out there and do a little experimenting again and research or uh, someone I'm working with now who it's just very rewarding. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much for letting me share. Thank you, Deanna, for your service to all of us. And who would like to share on the second paragraph? That was- this is Bella. Can I share? Kathy K. Yeah. This is Amy. Reva P. Yeah. Carol G. Paula okay. G. Okay. <laughs> Here's what I heard, and I'm going to take one more pass before we go go at it. I heard you, Bella. I heard you, Kathy K. Good morning. Um, I heard somebody else. I, I heard two people before Reva P. I heard Carol from uh, England. I, I can't remember your last initial, Carol. I got you, though. And I heard Paula D. Who are the, who are the two people I missed after Kathy K.? Amy G. Kim G. Amy G. Amy G and Kim G. Super. Okay, let's get started. Bella, and then Kathy, you'll be next. Bella? I was, I didn't realize that I was talking to myself. Sorry. Good morning. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overreader. Thank you, Sally, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. 
life will take on new meaning. Wow, yes, it's true. Yes, yes, it's true. Before program, I didn't live a life. I was living a war. I was angry, jealous, disappointed, upset, and you can name it. Yes, I, I was blaming and judging others, and I felt I was blame and judge. It was like I wanted so much to be a winner, and I was all the time a loser. I was jealous at all the winners. I didn't, I didn't have a life. I was a war. It was tiring. It was exhausting. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that now I am in the program. And yes, I live a life, and my life is with meaning. Yes, I don't need to be anymore isolated. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I don't need to be isolated. I don't have the fear to express myself. I don't have the fear that... Maybe I will do a mistake and people will not like me. Today I live a life with meaning. Yes, today I am connected to a loving and accepting power. I, do, I am not connected anymore to my ego. Today I want to be with people. Today I accept myself that I am limited and I want to learn new things. Today I know we are here all together the same. We are all the same. We are human and we have our character defects and God doesn't want us to be perfect. God wants us to give over his message for us and we can learn from everybody all the time. Thank you for letting me share and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Bella G and Kathy Kay. Thank you, Sally, for your service. This is Kathy Kay, a recovered compulsive overeater from Boston. I love this paragraph and the reminder that um, my recovery depends so much on my work with others. Um, and I'm, as I look back on the last few years, I see that my willingness to do this service has deepened over time. Um, and my faith that I have something to offer to a newcomer um, has deepened over time. Uh, I can remember that when I first um, started to sponsor uh, people um, on the steps, I I didn't have much confidence in whether I really had something to share. And as I was told and what I witnessed and experienced is sharing my own experience and the instructions as they're laid out in the big book was all that I needed to do. And in doing so, um, I was also continuing my own healing. So today, um, it's really important to me to not only reach out to people, but um, to stay engaged with others who are actively working the steps for the first time, because I find that my guidance to them are often words that I need to be reminded of myself. 
Um, it really is such a special experience, and as it says in here, um, it's a highlight of my life today. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay and Amy G. You're up, and Kim, you'll be up next. Amy G. Good morning, Sally. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. My name is Amy. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Life will take on new meaning. Boy, I never in my wildest dreams imagined that my story, my bottom, my story of what it was like, what happened, and what it is like now would be a message that would carry depth and weight and with God's help, help people transform lives. I mean, what do we read about in the prior paragraph? You can help when no one else can. You can secure their confidence when others fail. We have the ability to carry message that has depth and weight. It is an incredible thing. I found in this program a purpose. I had a purpose that God had given to me is to carry the message. I felt great responsibility, great joy, and as a sponsor, quite a bit of trepidation and fear when I first got started. But here we have this book that guides us, this entire chapter seven, working with others, that is going to, as we read through it, give us instructions. All I needed to start was to work through these steps, be recovered, and have my story to share and be willing to share it. It was my responsibility to do that, and that's what I do. I take that responsibility very seriously. But what are the rewards? It's telling us here. Not only do I have a purpose, I got a host of friends, the best friends I could ever have imagined. I mean, I didn't even know what friendship was prior to program. The only relationship I had prior to program was to the food. And trust me, that wasn't a relationship. That was bondage. That was a hostage situation. Food was my master. I was I was a slave, and I was being killed by it. So here I have a friendship. I developed friendships now that have gone through decades of life with me that I couldn't even imagine. I've learned how to become a friend, a loyal friend, a friend that gives of others, where I don't think about myself all the time. And they're saying, they're jumping up and down, and they're saying, look, you guys, you don't want to miss this. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. It says here, practical experience in that prior paragraph. They've experienced this. They know the joys of this program and what working with others does for not only this still suffering compulsive overreader, but for ourselves to ensure immunity from our own compulsive overreading, but give us a life that opens up to incredible possibilities, purposes, and friendships. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Amy G. And Kim G., you're up. And Reva P., you'll be up next. Good morning, Sally. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from South Jersey. Life will take on new meaning. To see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends, it's an experience you must not miss. You know, I think about this. This is kind of the fulfillment of what I read on page 25 that got me excited about doing this process. On 25, it says, the great fact is just this and nothing less, that we've had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellow, and towards God's universe. And we were told in the doctor's opinion, too, that we're going to recreate our lives. I mean, the life that I had before, or the dreams I had before, aren't even the dreams I have today. You know, I think to myself, my God, like, you know, I I avoided mornings at all costs, and now here I am, excited and anticipating a meeting at 7 o'clock in the morning five days a week. That's, That's a miracle. You know, today I leave for vacation for um, a week, but I my my routine is I get up and I listen to this meeting. I mean, that's important to me. So I just wanted to share a new meaning, a a a shift in my 
my life that just really hit me. You know, when I Memorial Day weekend for me always meant Jersey Shore, boardwalk, funnel cake, saltwater taffy, pizza, all that. That was what the meaning of Memorial Day weekend used to be. And a couple years ago, me, this Irish Catholic school kid, and another fellow who's an African-American woman who was raised holy sanctified, who is now an agnostic, we took a, a few-hour drive up to Muncie, New York, which is an Orthodox Jewish community, and for five hours, we sat in the basement of someone's house that was, that it was often used as a synagogue. And we talked about these 12 steps. We talked about this book. We talked about getting a connection with a higher power. And let me tell you, that was one of the best Memorial Days I've ever had. Because that's what this, this work does. It charges me up. It lights me up like a Christmas tree. The meaning my life had before, it does not have anymore. The things that, that I thought I couldn't live without, the food and the drama and the excitement and all that stuff, that is stuff that I, I have no appeal to me now. I, life has a new meaning. I have a purpose. I have a, I have a way of living that I never could have, have, have thought of and, in, and a, a depth of, of life that I never knew was possible. So for those of you who are in the beginning of this process, and this just seems like wacky talk, because you have such an attachment to what you think life should be like, please, I beg of you, set aside those old ideas. Put down the food. Get into this work. So these promises can't be something you just read on a page, but it's something you're going to experience on a daily basis like I get the absolute honor to do today. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Kim. Reba P. and Carol G. from England, you'll be next. Good morning. This is Reva P., a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater. I'm still in Montreal, and I live in Toronto. Um, And this morning, this paragraph uh, speaks to me because it reminds me that my disease tells me that I'm alone and that there's no way out. Um, And I hear it over and over again, and it used to be, well, why not just binge, because that's the solution. And by practicing the 12th step, whether it's with newcomers, sponsees, and my fellow OAs, not only do I confirm and experience that I am not alone, but yesterday I had a really difficult day emotionally in the hospital with my mom, and listening to others sharing their experience, um, it's just it's, a, it's miraculous. It strengthens me. It gets me out of myself. And what I learn is that others in this fellowship and in this program have totally different life circumstances, but we're exactly the same. Our minds tell us exactly the same place, go to the same place, and the solution is exactly the same for all of us. Um, and then to take things further, I find that this vision for you um, meeting and group of people has revived my program amazingly. So on Tuesday, somebody from Vision who lives in Montreal met me, visited my mother in the hospital, and talking about the bright spot of my day, those 15 minutes was were like a high, whereas before I searched for highs in busyness, sugar, mostly food. You know, I needed my fix. I needed my high. And 
who would have thought somebody like me would experience a high with meeting somebody who I could have said is a complete stranger, but I felt like I've known her for years. Um, Yesterday was another difficult day, and I got a text from a fellow visionary, I'm here for you. Like, that was such a reminder. God is here for me. I hear God through people with flesh on them. Um, God is just, you know, people with flesh. So um, I just find this so awesome, so miraculous. And someone once shared at a meeting, it's like we have this candle inside of us, and uh, sometimes the spark goes really down. And, you know, meeting that person on Tuesday was like she revived the spark in me. So it's really vibrant and alive and um illuminating my whole soul and uh that's an experience i don't want to miss um and who'd have thought you know an addict compulsive overeater like me so it is amazing and that paradox of we give it away and i get back so much that's all i have to share i pass thank you thank you reva p and carol g and paula you'll be up next good morning sally good morning vision for you thank you It's Carol G, Recovered One Day at a Time in England. To watch loneliness vanish. Uh, One thing that's happening to me when I'm working with others is my heart begins to open. I was a real ice queen. Um, I'm really thawing out working with others. Um, I was told I was agoraphobic, but actually I suffer from alcoholism, which is a disease of separation. And now I'm in OA. I'm just watching people's loneliness vanish and it's a truth and a reality for me as well because when I'm working one-to-one with somebody, it takes me right out of my thinking. There's no need for words because they're all written down in the big book and we use that. And I just share from my heart about my experience and never my opinions. And I was always interested how the program had somehow triggered a thirst for knowledge in me. And, And so I sponsored people with this through the mind and by doing that it had disastrous consequences for both of us and today i sponsor as though i'm just an open channel for god to speak through and i never wanted to be the messenger of course not my ego wanted to be the big star uh, the one with all the answers but actually i seem to have been right-sized and i'm on the i'm on the step four process at the moment at the moment myself and i'm in this ex inventory and i'm going really really deep now i'm looking at my relationships with the world, with people, with the earth, with me as a mother, me as a sister, me as a daughter, me as a friend, all those aspects. I'm even looking at that warring relationship inside of me between myself, my body and my mind and my spirit, that inner conflict that's always been there with me. And now I'm coming out of that lonely place. Now I'm having relationships with people instead of relationships with food. I can see how I was in so much pain for so long and this program has freed me. I just really wanted to come home somewhere and when I came to Overeaters Anonymous and I took the hand of someone else and I looked at them in their eyes and we said a prayer together at the meeting, I never felt such intimacy in my entire life. I'd been blocked off from the power that was available to me all those years in the program and could never sense. But now working with somebody else, all those doors just fly wide open and I can drop those barriers, allow that boundary wall just to hit the floor. And it only happens when I'm sat in a room with someone else, when I'm working this program with somebody else. Something more powerful than us, that, than we can ever imagine, seems to happen. 
it's an absolutely truly wonderful wow i just have no words to describe it it's wonderful what an experience and i hope everybody gets to experience either being sponsored and a sponsee on this journey and thank you so much for all being here thank you and i pass thank you thank you carol carol g and paula d you'll be up next go ahead paula Thank you, Sally, and thank you for your service today. It's fine Thursday, and this is Paula D. I am a compulsive overeater. Today, recovered by and with the grace of God. You know, as I'm listening here, oh, you hear the lives, you hear the voices attached. You hear all something complete and whole, something that was fragmented, comes together. It says life will take on a new meaning, new means not known before not known before. I'm going to kind of skip around here just a bit, but staying within this paragraph more than enough. It says, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. I'd like to just for a moment go to page 15. Seems Bill, Bill found this too. We commenced, we began, to make many fast friends, and a fellowship has grown up among us, of which it is a wonderful thing to feel a part. The joy of living we really have even under pressure and difficulties. They come. But then it goes on, and I'd like to go down here, to uh, scoot on down to that last paragraph. Frequent contact with newcomers and with each other is the bright spot of our lives. You know, we're coming on to the 4th of July, uh, Independence Day, and we used to have these things called sparklers. Actually, they're still in existence, so I haven't dated myself out totally yet. And you can put those on right now. You can go outside at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and they sparkle away. But go at 10 o'clock at night, and oh, how they sparkle. Oh, how your eye is drawn to them. This part, the bright spot of our lives in the dark times, in the dark times, even there. And as was shared so beautifully, we come to each other. We grow in each other. We make what we do wrongs. All of that, but we come together. What a what a life and what a program. And I, I'm so, wow, to be part of a fellowship. Thank you. I guess I'm at a loss for words, and my time is up, so I will pass it on. Thank you very much for allowing me to share. Thank you, Paul. And it's Sally A. I'm going to just jump in here before I open up again to everyone who wants to share on this paragraph. It's Sally A. in South Jersey, a recovered compulsive overeater. And I wanted to draw attention to how this paragraph was presented to us. It starts so simple. Life will take on new meaning, and it does take on new meaning. Anyone who's recovered has experienced what the change of how we see things. And then they say to us these words back and forth, to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow. So we see twice in a row, to watch and to see, to watch, to see. And what is the difference between to watch and to see? For myself, to see is to understand and to and to watch is to experience. And that's what's happening is we are experiencing it and we're watching it in other people. That's what they're telling us here is that I get to experience how others are changing and how their lives are changing and how my life is changing. And I also get to understand the changes that are occurring in all of us. 
And so just the way he wrote these words so beautifully, this guy is such a wordsmith, to watch and to see. And finally, it goes on to say, this is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. And I can tell you, I almost left before the miracle, after so many years of chasing this dragon, the food, and so many years of chasing the solution and not understanding that the solution lied in the steps, that the, that the treatment, the, the medical, in my opinion, the medical treatment was always in the steps in the big book. And it is the bright spot of my life today, <clears throat> although it does compete with my grandchildren. And so that said, I will open up the lines again. Who else would like to share on this panel? Larry. Irene B. It's Vasa O. Santa H. Deborah R. Leah. Leah. Okay. That's a lot. Let's go ahead and go with that. Larry, Eileen B., Vasa O., Santa H., Deborah R., and Leah. Let's see where that lands us. Go ahead, Larry, Eileen B., you'll be up next. Larry, we can't hear you. Press star one. Sorry about that, Sally. Can you hear me now? Sure can. Go ahead, Larry. Okay. Thanks so much. Larry Cade, recovered uh, compulsive reader from Chicago. You know, listening to all these messages um, on this line, it's beautiful. You know, it's a message of hope. And I'm listening, you know, I'm, I, I suppose I'm listening to other recovered compulsive readers. What that means to me, it's not code. It just means that these people... These beautiful people have worked the practical program of action, the steps, and they've had a spiritual awakening, a personality change sufficient to arrest this disease, and they've changed, and so you're hearing hope. You know, but, you know, day after day I hear these beautiful people. I, I don't hear you. You know, you're, you're, you're back there. you the person that's still suffering, that was binging last night. <laughs> You know, and, and that was me. See, I, I can relate to you because that was me. And that was everyone that's talked. You know, and, and the thing is, in the midst of one of the great paradoxes of this, in the midst of this message of hope, that if you work these steps, if, you, if you're willing, you can have a spiritual awakening too. In the midst of that, you know, I go, I mean, the, the, the recidivism in this program, the rate of recovery, I cannot deny that the rate of recovery is horrible. And, 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 uh, and I wish it wasn't, but it is, it's horrible. And the problem, the problem is, is that the message that people are carrying is not the message of recovery. And that's the reason why I go to, you know, I come to this meeting, you know, as you do, I, I go to face-to-face meetings. I go to other meetings. And, um, and oftentimes it's not like vision, you know. It's people that are just struggling terribly with the disease. And they really, these are beautiful people. They want to recover. They just don't know how. The, the message hasn't been carried. And so I used to be that person that I don't want to go to those meetings. I don't want to catch what they have, you know, because I was fear-based and I thought, that I don't want to be surround myself with people that are not recovering. And it's just the opposite today. 
I go to those meetings today, I might be the only person perhaps that by the grace of God, not by, this is unearned, I did not earn this, but by the grace of God, I uh, had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, and that's the message I carry, and it's such an attractive message. It's not that I'm all that attractive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's God's handiwork that's attractive. That's the message I carry today. God did this for me. I did not do this for myself. And the moment, you know, that I realized that I could not extricate myself from the quicksand, that I was going to dig my grave with a spoon, a knife, and a fork, but only through the practical program of action, God would pull my ass right out of the quicksand, excuse me, and, and, uh, and now I get the privilege of carrying this message. So if you're struggling, you're suffering, that's, that's the message. You too can have this. It is not for the special. It is not for the people that just earn it, the smartest. Nope, it's for anyone. Thank God for Alcoholics Anonymous. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Larry Kane. Arlene B., you're up. And Vasa, oh, you'll be next. Good morning, Vision for You and Sally. Thank you so much for your service. This is Eileen B., Recovering Compulsive Eater from Pennsylvania. I just had to share about this step, and I'm not at this step yet. Um, I loved We Can Help When No One Else Can. And I just want to, to um, speak to the newcomers who are working the steps. I want to let you know that I'm on my amends now in the ninth step. And when I was writing my fourth step, this was one of my fears. It was so daunting to me. How, you know why? Because how am I going to help others? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Um, what if I mess up? Because I was so self-reliant when I was working step four. Now I am relying on the higher power, and I am so excited and so thrilled to be entering into 10, 11, and 12, and I just am excited to be giving back all that I have received. I, you know, this image came to mind for me for step four, and it's very elementary, but I need to share it. I'm sitting in a classroom. I'm a young child with a big, beautiful box of crowns, 100 count. Primary colors, pastels, crowns with sparkles in them, and I'm drawing beautiful pictures. And there are children around me standing watching with no crayons. It, I, I wouldn't have blinked back then, and I wouldn't blink now to share my crayons. And then two things happen. I get to watch them draw beautiful, beautiful pictures. And then I can say, hey, I really liked what you did with the purple and green crayon. I think I'll do that. And this is a we program, and we share it with each other. And, you know, there's other ways to give service, too. A huge thing for me is phone calls. But I just need to share that I have gotten so many gifts this week. Um, my father, after a long illness, passed away on Monday. And I just need to share the beauty around it in that on Sunday night, I was the last to see him. I made amends to him. I received so much support from everyone, the phone calls and the texts. I am blessed with the most amazing sponsor who through this has been loving and tolerant and patient when I should have been doing step work and I called her and I said, I can't, I cried. And she was amazing. And now 
you know, when we say we can help them, no one else can. I can help someone. Maybe I'll have a sponsee someday who's going through an illness of a parent and a death, and I will model my sponsor, and I will know what she's going through or he is going through. So um, I'm very grateful for that, and I want to honor my parents, especially my dad. Uh, neither of one of them found recovery, but they were both very generous in giving. And I can hear my dad saying, it's time to share your crowns, I mean. And I'm just very blessed with that. And I just want to, I have to just share this on this final note that, you know, my 12-step recovery begins at home. It's very personal to me. I have a 21-year-old daughter, very new to this program. And I spoke with her Tuesday night about something. And Wednesday morning, I texted her and I'm, thank you. And I texted her and I said, I'm not sure about what to do about this. And her text back to me was, ask God in your morning meditation. He will help you. I was blown away by it. And you know what? I did ask his help, and he did help me. So thank you so much for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Eileen B. And Vasa O. and Santa H. will be up next. Yes. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. And thank you, Sally, for your service. And service and I'm Vasa, grateful recovered, compulsive Vida, calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I will never be so more grateful to God for uh, sending a messenger to me to 12-step me uh, to this program. I will never, never be so more grateful. I never believed and I thought and or thought I would I I would be where I am today with my life today, and physically, emotionally, or mentally, or spiritually. I was dying gradually, you know. And, uh, uh, you know, what an amazing program, you know. After looking for the solution out there in the world, you know, for many, many, many years, exploring, and, and nothing, nothing worked. And this was the only thing that has worked for me. It's amazing. Life will take on a new meaning, and that's what happened to me. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. And my sponsor, I remember saying to me, it's such a joy, Vasa, to sponsor you because you're so willing and you're so ready to follow the directions the way they laid out in the big book. And she said, I don't have to nag. I don't have to remind you of anything. I just suggest that then you do it. And that and this is what I do, you know, just just to share my my experience, strength and hope. And she said, That's all I want from you. Nothing else, just to pass it on. And I have uh, you know, yes, I had the loneliness, I had the fears, worries, jealousy, anxieties, all the character defects existed in me. But going through the steps I've been really Leave. God has taken them away from me. And if they creep up, then I know what I need to do about it. And it's such a joy for me to uh, sponsor other people. And, yes, yeah, some people want it. Some people are not ready. And then I just say, well, come back when you're ready, you know, and and pray for them. I, uh, I'm just so grateful. I never left this program the reason was because I never, because I remember new uh, people coming back that left the program, and what happened to them? 
So I learned from them. I said, you know what? I don't want to leave this program. I have have I've had so many gifts, you know. I don't want to lose it, you know. I don't want to lose what I have. So I keep on just going through, and people come in, people go, and some people never come back, and I know some people Hi. don't come back, and I I just pray for them. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Bafa Owen. I just want to back up for a moment here, Eileen, and um, I want to just say, Eileen, I know that we're all very touched by what you shared and that we're, I'm very sorry for your loss, and I, I felt um, like I was racing past what was happening there. And just wanted to pause for a moment to say that we're all very sorry for your loss, the loss of your dad. And, oh, thank um, you so much, Sally. Thank you, and thank you to everyone for your support. Thank you. And um, Santa H, you'll be next, and then Deborah. Yes, thank Santa you, Sally. H. Can you hear me? Sure can. Go ahead. Okay, thank you, Sally. Thank you for your service today. This is Santa H, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New Jersey. I, I want to comment on the line that really, that really touched me when I came into the program, and it touches me even more today, where it says, this is an experience you must not miss. And then they emphasize that we know you will not want to miss it. You know, I found for me today, there are no words to describe that line, those two lines. There are no words in English vocabulary to describe the feelings that I get from that. I remember when I first came into this program, and I, you know, I really thought that I was a courageous woman, but I realized today that getting sober and living a sober life to me is what courageousness is all about. You know, asking for help is hard when I came into this program, and then being willing to go against the crowd and, and staying away from old friends and being criticized by loved ones, that was very hard, you know, coming into this program for me and going through the steps and taking an honest look at, at, at how I used to be in step four and, and telling someone all my secrets, a stranger, you know, a recovered sponsor, that took courage. You know, and t- today I have the liberty and opportunity today and the honor and the privilege to be able to do that. And so I once again stress, it's an experience, thank you, God, that I have not missed. The joy that I received today when my sponsors share on the line and announce that they're recovered and newly recovered, I mean, I sometimes well up with tears in my eyes. And the questions that they ask during the second hour, uh, it, just, it just brings so much joy to me. It's an experience, no, I do not want to miss. And thank you, God, I haven't. And to actually watch them fall and get, and rise up again and to hear them go from saying things like, I can't do this, to I can do this, to the point where they come out and say to me, I can't live without a higher power in my life today. I mean, those are amazing experiences where words, there's no words that can describe the feeling that I have received from, from seeing people grow and, and, and get the courage that I had. And I, I'm just so thankful for this program, and, and I'm just so thankful. It just dawned on me. I, I, I'm doing my work and working my program. I didn't even realize it, that this is my anniversary month, two years in OA and also one year of back-to-back abstinence for me in the month of June. And, and also a significant weight loss um, of, one, of a year and a half of maintained significant weight loss. I mean, wow, what a gift. You know, but most of all, I just want to end by saying thank you to all of you who supported me and guided me and comforted me, and especially those who gave me tough love <laughs> um, that I received from each and every one of you. 
you taught me how to love myself when I didn't even love me. And I just, I just thank you all so very much. And I just want to end by, by saying this, that, you know, by myself, I could not have done, done what I've done. You know, but today I have a higher power to give me courage to do the things that I could not do on my own. And with his help, we all can do this. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Santa H. And Deborah R., you're up. And Leah, you'll be next. Deborah R. and then Leah. Deborah, we can't hear you. Good oh, morning. This is uh, Deborah R. Thank you, Sally, and good morning, everyone. Everyone. Um, what stuck out? Uh, well, there's plenty in there, but when it said this is an experience you must not miss, we know you will not want to miss it. Um, it's like an invitation to a life beyond my imagination, to um, let go of self and work with others, to support others, to guide others, not to control or judge them, um, which I have been guilty of. And yet, as I keep working these steps over and over and guiding others through the steps, I it's such a valuable resource for my own awareness to um, turn it over to God. Ask God for guidance. And, you know, when something, the um, newcomer or someone working through the steps that I'm guiding, you know, I say, I'm, I'm here to guide. I'm not here to tell, you know, start developing that relationship with a higher power. And because that's ultimately the one that you need your connection with. I am just but one of many um, angels, uh, blood or blood and tissue in the flesh that with my following my program to the best of my ability and through prayer and meditation and quietness uh-huh. and listening that I will be able to offer what feels right and I can honestly say that sometimes I just don't know. I haven't been there. Why don't you pray about it? Give it 24 hours at least before you make a decision. Um, Write about it. Talk to other people when you do your hookup calls to talk program during the day. Um, If the student's ready, the teachers will appear. And I trust that process and convey to send that along with people that I am blessed to be working with and it is life will take on new meaning um, it is just wonderful sometimes it, it's sad when they aren't ready um, and I release them with love and I say by the grace of God I will be here when you come back and um, I know listening the big book warns me and um, I was one that went out and came back, and I know plenty of others. So there's nothing unique about this situation. Just know that I will be here, I will, you know, and bless you on your journey. Um, it's yours to explore, and um, but it's just something I do not want to miss, to be among others and to 
just feel so much humility and gratitude for a life that is just filled with a lot of peace, new understanding, and spiritual growth. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah R. And Leah. Leah Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. It's Leah M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater. To watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends, this is an experience you must not miss. You know, such a tremendous blessing in my life. Um, You know, certainly going through these steps and applying these actions to my life, you know, steps four through nine, were absolutely profound and life-changing and resulted in a spiritual awakening, and my life has never been the same since. However, I must say, as profound as that transformation was, um, you know, and I look back over the 28 years of working with other people, I know I have grown far more And my heart has been touched in so many ways from carrying this message. You know, because the more I give what I've been given, the more I am blessed by God growing in my life. And I've had some very profound moments. You know, I've been blessed. Perhaps you won't think it's a blessing, but I've been blessed to hold 12 babies, not all at the same time that I gave birth to, and watch them come into the world and hold that infant and see the God in that and the miracle of that, you know, uh, what a spiritual experience that is. But yet working with people, watching them come to life is as profound to me. You know, to be sitting in a room, to watch men and women crawl in, tombstones in their eyes, it's like dead men walking, you know, death's door. And because of this program of recovery, uh, watch them be reborn. Because God does not give you just a little piece of life when you uh, recover or a little part of a life. God gives you a whole new life because we're restored to sanity. We have soundness of mind. We're relieved of the obsession to use. We are freed from this obsession. We don't have that voice whispering in our ear. This isn't about glorification of self. This is about getting out of your own way and allowing God to come in. And it's such a magical thing. This program of recovery enables people of all sorts and of all kinds and all different backgrounds, people who would normally not mix and despite all the odds, experience such dramatic change and miracles. And I have seen it with my own eyes, and I have lived it, and I have felt it, and these people have been reborn. Their lives are not the same. They are not the same people that I met 25, 26, 27, 28 years ago. They have been reborn. And so that's the message of hope that we have here. And that is the opportunity that you have to carry this message and to experience this profound blessing in one's life, the blessing of a recovered life. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah M. And I think we're going to just close the meeting on that note. Um, I will, at this time, I will ask Deborah R., will you please read for us page 164? Yes, this is Deborah R. And before, sorry, uh, time got away. Here we go. Um, and good morning, fellow visionary. This book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more 
to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.